Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It's a TGIF quarterfinal edition of Tennis Channel Live. Which of these men would join Roger Federer in Basel's Final Four? Plus, the semis are set in Zhuhai. We'll tell you who won, but still lost out by a single game. And they're ready for their close-up. Some of the biggest names in the women's game touch down in Shenzhen, a star-studded field getting ready for the WTA Finals. It's Mo Smiles, Mo Fun on TC Live right now. Get it? That was Mo Leani. Welcome to Tennis Channel Live, American men's tennis like Georgetown in the 80s with Morning and Matumbo. Twin Towers leading the way. We will tell you the new heights. Riley Opelka reach today as we welcome you into our studios here in Los Angeles. Steve Weissman once again happy to be joined by Chanda Rubin. And James Blake, great match to follow today as Stefano Tsitsipas, we were talking about it, James, his 70th match of the year, comes back to get the victory. So many matches and still fighting hard after losing the first set, competing the way he does. And we love the fact that he is honest about it. So we haven't heard him say that he's tired yet, but it just seems like he should be running out of gas at this point in the season. But he's not, and he's going to need every bit of that effort tomorrow against Roger Federer. Yeah, he definitely looked a little slow, a little sluggish, a little fatigued, and I've seen it in a bit in the, his first couple of matches here and there, but it's been so impressive the way he's turned it around, the way he's raised his level. He did it again today in that second set. He had just one little opening from Krajinovic, one bad game, and he took advantage of it. And it'll be a rested Roger Federer that he faces tomorrow. Let's get to the highlights. Federer has made the final 12 straight appearances in Basel, and Stefano Tsitsipas will try to end that as Tsitsipas gets the win today. But we start as we begin over in Basel with the big man, Riley Opelka. Told you those new heights that he reached today. Opelka taking on Roberto Bautista. Good, just 40 points back in the eighth spot in the race to London. And Opelka did what Opelka does, big time serving. He's helping out Sasha Zverev and Matteo Berrettini taking out Goffin and now taking out Bautista Ogut. Here he is down break point and what does he do? Ace, ace, and guess what happens next? Ace. It's just incredible how he comes up with these big serves. At one point in the third set he was down love 40, came up with five straight aces to erase that game. And it's just so difficult for Bautista Agut. He did everything he could to try to control his side of the court and do what he does best, retrieve, play solid, aggressive tennis. But Radio Pelka firing 31 aces. He just has so much confidence. He's able to just take huge cuts like that uh, on his return games. And he gets it done today against Roberto Bautista Agut. He hasn't lost in a quarterfinal all season long. His fourth semifinal of the season. Third top 10 win. First American into the Basel semifinal since 2015. And he passes his good friend Taylor Fritz. So Riley Opelka now the second ranked American man in the world behind John Isner. He only played four matches on the tour level last year. Meantime, another one of the youngsters, 20-year-old Alex Dimonor, three and three in quarterfinals this year. But when he wins, 
he wins the whole thing, the whole tournament. Take it on Jan Leonard Struff today. Yeah, and a totally different youngster here in Demonar, a guy that wins so much with his legs. And today was no different, playing unbelievable defense, moving around the court so well, and playing a big guy in Jan Leonard Struff and trying to use his, his footwork to get Struff in tough situations. And just like his mentor, Leighton Hewitt, was one of the best lobs on tour, showing off a little Hewitt-esque lob there. And just the footwork was so good. That was at the end of a 30-shot rally that point, that, that one winner there. And he was happy to play these longer rallies, 30 shots. It looked like he could go for 30 more. The young Aussie once again into the semifinals. Been playing some fantastic tennis. He won at Sydney. He won at Atlanta. He won at Zhuhai. And we take a look at the next-gen field. He leads the way because Stefano Tsitsipas made the ATP final, so he won't be playing. And Felix Auger-Aliassime will not be playing because of that ankle injury. So there's your top eight right there. we got three first-timers, Miamir Ketsmanovic, Hugo Umber, who was one spot away last year. This year he gets in, and Michael Emer of Sweden. And Chanda, you look at that, those names, and you see all those different countries being represented by kids 21 and younger. Yeah, I mean, it, it's truly a global sport. We've always said that, but it is opening up even more, and we see some of the young guys from countries that we normally wouldn't have expected to see, you know, dynamic players like that. They're making their moves, and they're seeing other young guys do it, so then they believe they can also get those great results, those quarterfinals at majors and beyond. So it's been really nice to see that competitive fire. This event has, has really continued to grow. And just a couple years ago, and I think people weren't sure what to make of it because it wasn't going to count for points. They are going to have some new technology uh, in it. And now I, I talked to players early on, Francis Tiafo, talked to him in the middle of the year. He's already thinking about the next gen. They're talking about this as something at the end of the year that they're excited for. And I think these, people, these, these players are very excited about this event and the rest of their careers. We should all be excited about the rest of their careers. Absolutely. It's a totally different format. Best of five sets, but they play the sets to four games. Mm -hmm. If you get to three, all you play a tie break no ad scoring do you like that system yeah I think it's fun I think it's rapid fire tennis you've got to be ready to go from the start do they still also play let's as well there or not they did. But they tried. This is the third year. They've tried different things. They actually won an fun. award for innovation, yeah. the, yeah. the next-gen finals. I think that's a cool thing. You, you're trying these different formats, these different things within matches, and it's just a fun brand of tennis, and, you know, it's who, who has the nerve and who can get the best starts often. Yeah, I like all the innovation. Trying the on-court coaching through the that's headset. Right. Yep. It's interesting to get some of the personalities that way. And uh, the line calling all automated, so no lines judges, just, uh, just Hawkeye. So I think it's really cool to, to have these kind of uh, events where you can test it out and see if it makes sense to, to put it in, in place on tour. Stefano Tsitsipas led the way for next-gen finals, but he's already in the ATP finals, kind of like Alexander Zverev was past couple years. So Stefanos will not be in Milan. But today, looking to set up a semifinal against Roger Federer in Basel. Tsitsipas taking on Filip Krajinovic. Krajinovic played tough early on. Yeah, the first set, Kranovic got the break of serve using the backhand. That was the big shot backing up the line. I saw it a couple of points ago. They're closing it out nicely. But in the second set, Tsitsipas was able to turn it around. At one all, Kranovic had a little letdown, and that's all Tsitsipas needed. He got a little more energy. He got a little more fire. He started taking balls a little earlier, controlling the court with the forehand. He would lose only three points on serve in that second set. And in the third, it went back and forth a little bit. First, Tsitsipas got the early break. Kranovic broke right back, and it looked like this was going to go the distance. But 
right about here is where Tsitsipas again made some good moves, becoming a little more unpredictable, this time going up the line with that backhand. And that paid some dividends for him in some critical moments and in the end able to serve it out nicely. Stefano Tsitsipas getting close to 40 wins this year into the semifinals in Basel. Here's the draw. So it's Federer Tsitsipas at the top and then big Riley Opelka taking on Alex Dimonor at the bottom. So you're going to get a, a youngster either way, whether it's Tsitsipas, Opelka or Dimonor, somebody that's 21 or younger into the final against potentially Roger Federer, who's going for his 10th title. Let's talk about that top half. Roger Federer against Stefano Tsitsipas. They played, uh, James, they played in Australia, and it was Tsitsipas that got the win. Then they played in Dubai. It was Federer that got the win. They were supposed to play in Rome. Mm -hmm. Federer had to pull out. Who do you have tomorrow? I think Roger being very well rested at the end of the year, long year for Tsitsipas, and I just think this court is, is tailor-made for, for Roger. It's quick. It's not lightning fast, so it kind of equalizes it for everyone, but it's quick enough that his serve is effective, his attacking, play, his attacking game is going to be so effective. There's a reason he's won it nine times before and has a 22-match win streak here. Yeah, and he's going to be pretty rested. You know, didn't have to play against Stan. That could have been a difficult match for him. Uh, he's played what, Monday. He played Wednesday. I mean, that's a pretty good week. And going into this match, Tsitsipas a little bit in the opposite place. He's been a little sluggish at times. He's going to have to have high energy. That may be tough to sustain against Roger on this surface. Roger Federer combined less than two hours on court this week. But remember in Australia, he was 0 for 12 on break points against Tsitsipas. That's a pretty fast court as well yeah. as the indoor courts in Basel. So sets up for a good semifinal. We shall see. We'll have it for you right here on Tennis Channel. Much more to come on TC Live. Got some great matches from Vienna and also from Zhuhai. Arena Sabalenka continues to play well in China. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Blake Rubin Weissman back on TC Live. Chase for the championships in Zhuhai. One of these two women making it into the semifinals. Sophia Kennan, the American, taking on Carolina Mukova. Mukova was 141 in the world this time last year. Entering at a career-high 26, it would go the distance. That athletic movement from Mukova at the net, that's been a staple of her game, and that's where she took the first set, breaking Kennan. But in the second, Kennan, she came storming back. She is one of the most disciplined players, so solid from the ground moves well, anticipates beautifully, and on that backhand just didn't give up, and that has been the Kinnan game over and over this year. She would take it into the third set, and Mukova, though, she was on the ground a bit at the end of that second. She wouldn't stay there, came back strong in the third, and just moved through this match, made it look pretty easy in that third set because of the variety, because of her comfort at the net. What a year for her. Meantime, Zhang Sai Sai just has to win seven games in order to make the semifinals. Now, if Martic held her to six or fewer, she was going to the semifinals. Martic takes the first set 6-4. So that means only two games can she lose in the second set. And Chanda, she would come so close. This was the point right here where Zheng would clinch her berth 
into the semifinals. And you wonder, did she know going into this match, Jane, how many games she had to win? Because you gotta she know, cut, right? She had cut it know. so close. Had to know. But she cut it so close. That is too too close for comfort. But she makes the right moves. She's been so good around the midcourt area all year, and that's what got her into the semifinal. She would go on and lose the match here in the second set. Marnage, a, a good showing, taking this match in two sets, but a little bittersweet. She, she definitely she knew. knew. She knew. She knew. Because <laughs> you win and you lose, and that's never a good feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe Jing tried to tell her, I didn't know, and yeah. she's like, I'm not hearing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you knew when you hit that volley. <laughs> All right, so here's our semifinals, 1.30 a.m. Eastern here on Tennis Channel. Kiki Burton's the top seed, who, by the way, is still that uh, first one in if somebody gets injured uh, in Shenzhen, taking on Zhang Saisai and then Mukova and Sabalenka. Sabalenka has won three of her four career titles in China, 31-7 and seven in China. And Zhang Saisai, second straight year that a Chinese woman makes the semifinals here. And Sabalenka, she had to beat her doubles partner, Elise Mertens, in three tough sets, so she gets through. And she's earned it this year in singles and doubles. Nice to see her here in the semifinals. Great Final Four. We were, you know, a little like, what happens, what doesn't happen. Well, Madison Keys, she didn't know if she still had an opportunity to get in. She was trying to figure it out, she said earlier, and it hurt my brain, so, so I gave up. It, it is a, she didn't a tough have a situation. Shot. Yeah, she didn't have a shot to get in. The best she could do was number two, so that's always difficult, especially after she came through and had a good win against right. Martic, but it was between Martic and Zhang. <laughs> Seven games. That's it. That's all it took. I mean, you've played some round robin stuff yeah. before. And <laughs> this is why we don't have them very often. Just at the end of the year and in these special events because it can be too confusing and you don't want fans doing too much math. You don't want tennis players doing too much math either because <laughs> it gets very confusing for us and it's uh, it just doesn't work out because it ends up being too much control in one player's hands because if they lose and how much they lose by and it's you don't want to do that. You want to go out there and win and move on. All right, well, uh, speaking of the numbers game, uh, getting the race to London is still going on, and Matteo Berrettini was thinking about that today in Vienna. Taking on Andrei Rublev, the Russian, on a career-high seven-match win streak coming into this one. But Berrettini, he's got London on his mind. He's got the top ten on his mind. Going to be the sixth player to make his top ten debut this year. Yeah, and uh, for a guy that it's his first opportunity to make London, he is playing absolutely clutch tennis. That was his first break in the and only break in the first set on only three break point opportunities. Second set, there were no breaks the whole way through, but he was playing absolutely rock solid and does another great job of taking care of his serve today. Eight aces, one double fault, just absolutely solid serving performance. And he doesn't look like he's phased at all by the pressure of being in the eighth spot to try to get into London. He wants to control his own destiny, and he sure did it against Andre Rublev today. Frustration from the Russian there as Berrettini gets the victory. Rublev won the event last week, and yeah, the Italian looking to get to the O2 Arena in London says, give it to me, folks, here in Vienna. Meantime, another Russian in action, Karin Hatchinov. Went up a double break, three love, and then Diego went all space balls. The power of the Schwartz. <laughs> oh, too good from, from uh, Hatchinov early on. Looked like just a little bit of a sluggish start from Schwartzman. Had a 7-6 in the third the day before, but then comes back the way Schwartzman seems to always do. F competing so hard, uh, gets the initial break back, and then breaks Hatchinov when he's serving for the set at 5-4. 
and just chasing down every last ball is Diego Schwartzman and starting to run away with it in the second set and it seemed like he just somewhat broke the will of Karen Hatchinov after Hatchinov had that big lead in the first set. Hatchinov also had a, a break lead in the in the tiebreaker in the first set and Schwartzman just absolutely never gave up and see the emotion when he's done and puts his all into every single match. They love that guy. No matter where he goes, the fans, the Argentinians, they follow him and Diego Schwartzman into the semifinals in Vienna where he will take on Gal Malfis, the Frenchman, 2-1, head-to-head against Schwartzman. Then you got Team and Berrettini. Pretty stacked chant of semifinals there. Yeah, these are going to be some fantastic matches. These players playing some of the best tennis. I mean, we've seen it all year, and it's just fun when you get at the end of a week, when you get the semifinal matches and they're blockbusters. It's great to see. Didn't we think Monfils was going to pull out in the yeah. first round? It looked like his uh, ribs, chest was hurting, his ankle was hurting, and Never was he loses the set 6 1. You think, ah, uh, trainer's coming out, and He's in the semifinals and playing, it seems like, better than ever. He had a routine win today. Just uh, Gael Monfils being Gael Monfils. And, and he still has an opportunity as well he to does. get into London. So a big match against Diego Schwartzman, who moved up to 14 in the race. Well, his girlfriend, Gael Monfils' girlfriend, Alina Svitolina, she's your defending champion at the WTA finals. This was last year in Singapore. Now they're in Shenzhen, and there is $4.7 million on the line. Back on Tennis Channel Live, this was last year, the final of the WTA Finals in Singapore. Alina Spitalina getting the win over Sloane Stephens. Massive for Spitalina. She is back this year. Spitalina and Petra Kvitova, the only former winners in the field of eight this year in Shenzhen. We talk about that prize money, $4.73 million to an undefeated singles champ. Before that, the biggest prize money in tennis was the U.S. Open this year, 3.85. So nearly a million dollars more to win this event. Yeah, you're all about the money, Steve, right? <laughs> Make it rain. Yeah. I'm sure these women aren't thinking about it at all. Not at all. Oh, no. no, but I mean, it's, it's a huge, huge prize money. And, you know, not just that, but just being able to win a title of this size. I mean, for Svitolina, we wondered if that would translate into Grand Slam titles for her when she won last year. This is such a cool shot from all eight of these young women who have played incredible tennis. Four of the major winners are there, as well as some of the players who have been the most consistent all year. And it will be a fun, a fun event. But who's gonna come through? Pliskova? I think she's due. I mean, she's been the most, I think, consistent player that hasn't won a major. Yeah. Got Svitolina, who's so confident, and Ash Barty, who has a chance to finish world number one. Bianca, Naomi, I mean. I mean, it'll be fun to see kind of who gets going those first couple of matches and who can find their form and their rhythm. But the initial shots look great. <laughs> it does. Uh, the two different groups, they got the red group, they got the purple group. Uh, Ash Barty, she's been here before, but as a doubles player. This is her first time, James, as a singles player. So a little different atmosphere for her there. A little different. What what a year she's had, though, winning the, the Roland Garros. And then she has a really, really good chance to finish number one. And she won the race, the Porsche race there. Got a, Already got a Porsche. I mean, yep. that goes well with the 4.7 million, possibly. I mean, might as well throw in a Porsche, too. Porsche just filled with cash. Yeah. Chanda's gotten a few Porsches in her career, so she knows what that's all about. Not about me, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the, the initial matchups on Sunday, I got Osaka taking on Kvitova, Barty taking on Bencic, and then on Monday, Pliskova, Svitolina, 
and Andrescu and Simona Halep. So, uh, I mean, right from the get-go, you got some good matchups. Yeah, it's fireworks right out of the gate. And, you know, we're looking at Andrescu, who has been so solid. She's been such a big match player. Osaka, who's been impressive the last month or so on tour. So, you know, those may be the two standouts, but be some interesting, I think some interesting maybe upsets uh, okay. that we'll see kind of initially. I think Bencic is dangerous. Just yeah. coming in with momentum. Uh, you come in, you're not sure if you're going to make it just two or three weeks ago. You do get in, you secure your spot. You're kind of happy to be there, but then you're playing great tennis. You're playing as well as you played all year. She played great at the U.S. Open, so I think she could be someone that's dangerous and, and, and look out for her. That's a good call, James. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I like take, that. I take credit from Chanda. Very you all serious. agree all week, yeah. We need a little bit yeah, I like that. more I, I didn't see that one come. <laughs> <laughs> Belinda Bencic making her debut. Bianca Andreescu also making her WTA Finals debut. What do we think about the Canadian who's, you know, a major champion now? No, I was kind of picking her maybe to come through in this one. I definitely could see her rising to the occasion. But, I mean, these are tough matches right out of the gate. And, you know, from the first ball, we haven't quite seen her play that kind of tennis from the start. But I think anything's possible. So I like her. I like her chances. Okay. So see, she's going BB. Cause she yeah. told me earlier in the week, Andrescu, right? Yeah. And then you, so now you got going. her going Benchit. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I can be very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait for the WTA Finals starting on Sunday. Much more still to come here on Tennis Channel Live. Our rocket shot of the day. Where would it come from? Maybe Macon, Georgia. Back with our rocket shot of the day, and for the second time in a month, Fed Cup teammates, good friends, Shelby Rogers and Coco Vandeweghe playing each other on the USTA Pro Circuit. This in Macon, Georgia. Shelby won six love, six love today to make the semifinals in Macon. She won her first title in six years in Templeton in September, but love and love over Coco Vandeweghe. Now, this, if this is how you treat a friend, then I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> I'm thinking that if I'm Coco Vandeweghe, because that was a bit of a beatdown, a little bit of a surprise, but. Just a bit. They were still friends afterwards. <laughs> yeah, they, they hugged. At the no, we, uh, we didn't stay for the handshake, yeah. but. Yeah. Coco seems smiling. I, I mean, hopefully that she's on the comeback trail back from injury, and this is a, a bit of a bit of a hurdle <laughs> as she's on her way back. Yeah, it did not serve too well today, but. You know, Shelby Rogers also on the comeback trail and uh, a nice victory for her to look to win her second title in two months. And she hadn't done that in six years. So good stuff for Shelby Rogers. Exactly. Our UTR matchup for tomorrow, Gal Monfils, Diego Schwartzman. James, you love the UTR. Who are you going with today? Well, it looks like the, the check marks are for Diego Schwartzman. Uh, Monfils has a 2-1 head-to-head, but the way Schwartzman played today and competed against Karen Hatchinov, I definitely like his chance against. So I'll stick with the UTR in this one. I, I don't want to go against them. You know, um, yeah. I got to go against James then. Oh, yes. I gotta go, We've done I gotta it. I got to go by <laughs> ranking. I, I mean. Just pandering I to just, Steve. I he just, wanted us to fight. Trying to get us to fight. <laughs> He's trying to break up a good thing, and it's working. <laughs> it's working. That's it. Now we're fighting. I'm the instigator, and you enable me, Fanda, and I appreciate that. You are that. an instigator. I don't know why I put up with it. But the ranking's very close. And, and, yeah. and Diego, though, a, a top-10 UTR player right now, 
as James was saying, though, Monfils, at one point in this tournament, we thought, is he going to continue? And now here he is. You just never know with Gael Monfils. Yeah. I think that's, you know, what's fun about watching him play, what's also frustrating about mm -hmm. watching him play. But he usually, in a lot of cases, seems to rise to the occasion. I think this will definitely be an interesting match. I mean, you can go either way because Schwartzman, you pretty yeah. much know he's going to bring it. He's going to work for every point. Monfils is a bit of the wild card, but, uh, but I'm going to go with him anyway. Yeah, I think it is difficult to pick any sort of Monfils match for or against him because you don't know which one's going to show up. And for, for Schwartzman, it's so solid. And you saw the UTR was closed. The ranking is closed. So much closed. So on paper, this should be a great matchup, and I think, uh, I think it will be. I, they're both entertainers. They, they both come up with some incredible shot-making skills. So here are the matchups on semifinal Saturday right here on Tennis Channel. Chanda, a lot of big names to choose from. Yeah, I mean, of course, the one that stands out, the obvious one, is Federer and Tsitsipas. But I'm definitely going to be looking for the Monfils Schwartzman match. You have a guy who works so hard in Schwartzman, and a guy who makes it look effortless in Monfils. So that should be a fun one. I'm going three days in a row. David and Goliath, Riley Opelka has played some much littler guys, and he's playing Demonar. Doesn't have as much success against him, has never beaten Demonar before. But I think this time he might get him. All right. Yeah, Alex has beaten him three times this year. But Riley Opelka is on a run right now. If he wins this match, he's into the top 30. We don't say enough about Riley Opelka. We're trying to give you all the props we can right now. In fact, he could pass John Isner, the top-ranked American, at the end of this year. I gave him his props last week. All right. What about Riley Opelka? Do not slight right. Tanda with her credit. Come on. <laughs> I'm instigating between you two. Yes. I love you all for watching Tennis Channel Live. <laughs>